Hello, everyone, and welcome to the How To Chess podcast. How To Chess is a brand new weekly rapid fire chess podcast devoted to helping you improve your game. Each week, we will feature a special guest to talk about a different improvement concept, and we will try to keep it short and sweet and give you some actionable advice to help you navigate the chess world and often improve your game. And our guest this week is an old friend of mine and a grandmaster an author and the founder of ChessOpeningsExplained.com. We've got Grandmaster Eugene Perlstein joining us to explain how to limit blunders in chess. Eugene Perlstein, how are you, sir? Hi, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for having me as your as, as guest today. Yeah, thanks for coming on this new show. So as you know, Eugene, we're about to hop in 10 minutes and you're going to cure all our blunder woes. You ready? For sure. Yep. So Eugene, what is a blunder? So a blunder, Ben, is when you miss a relatively simple move or an idea from your opponent that usually results in you being quite unhappy and even losing the game. Okay, I was just pretending I didn't know. I know blunders all too well, <laughs> Eugene. Number two, what do you think causes a blunder? So my guess, it probably is different for every level. So if you think of players who just started to learn the moves, they don't even look at the position clearly. They don't look at their pieces and their opponent's pieces and they just miss simple moves, like one movers. People who are a little bit stronger, like tournament level club players, like maybe including yourself, typical blunder is you actually calculate a line and then you miss a totally simple move within that line, or you focus so much on one specific move that you totally forget that there's another move in the position and therefore you blunder. So overthinking or missing candidate moves. I feel seen, Eugene. Um, and number three, how can we try to limit these blunders? So as I mentioned in my uh, Twitter a while back, uh, I made a little post where I mentioned that it's very important to pay attention to every single piece on the chessboard, especially long-term pieces, uh, pieces that can move the, uh, you know, all over the board, rooks, queens, bishops. Backwards moves are important. And also, you have to be able to when you calculate, really see the changes in the position because any piece movement from you may enable tactics. So pay attention to tactics. Okay, but that's easy to say, Eugene, but it's, it's so hard to remember in the moment. So do you have any advice for building a process where you can remember when you're playing? Yes, my advice is basically to have like a little checklist, maybe at the back of your mind to kind of go through the process, you know, what are all the typical threats that my opponent is making? What are all the weak, uh, unprotected pieces that could result in a possible blunder? And just kind of, there's no one right method. Everyone sort of does their own way. But the key is to always double check yourself and have that at the back of your, of your mind because it's very easy to get sidetracked by a beautiful idea and totally miss something simple. Yeah, the, again, I've been there many times. Um, not not a stranger to blunders myself. Now, Eugene, would you recommend even using, say, a checklist if you're practicing online in a casual game? Because some people they make the they make the checklist, but then then in the fog of war when they're playing a game, they just totally forget about it. Yeah, that's a good point, Ben. I mean, I think it's quite unrealistic to go through that checklist on every single move during the entire game, because you know, you have other things to worry about. There is time management, right? There is planning, there is calculation. I think it should be a very, very minimal checklist to the point that, uh, 
if you've never done checklists before, maybe just like captures, you know, uh, threats, checks, like checks, captures, threats is like CCT is a typical one, right? Same kind of list like this one, except you're actually paying a little bit more attention to every single piece, uh, the attack piece, the defended pieces, all that stuff. Now, Eugene, do grandmasters blunder? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can tell you my worst blunder, it was against uh, Ray Robson in one of the very important tournaments for both of us. We were thrown in this super tournament organized by uh, Susan Polgar, the Spice Cup, uh, back when I was still round robin. And I played the game against Ray Robson where I lost in like, I don't know, 10 or 12 moves with a terrible, terrible blunder. But the blunder was actually not necessarily I was really bad at tactics, although it was a very unusual tactical idea. The blunder was based on me already thinking that I want to trade queens so badly that I was, because my end game was actually much better if I trade queens. I was so focused on trading queens that at the first opportunity when he offered the queen trade, I wanted to go for it, and then I missed the basic tactic. Uh, so a bit of tunnel vision. So, exactly. so Eugene, you know, you've been through the tent, the trenches, U.S. Junior Championship. You've won many tournaments. Super strong player. How do you get over something like that? Honestly, Ben, uh, it, it it it's more or less you have to know that blunders will happen, right? You you sort of even even Magnus Carlsen occasionally blunders. I mean, top GMs blunder much less, but under pressure they do. So you just basically tell yourself, okay, when, what went wrong with my thought process? It was a relatively easy answer. There's really no need to dwell on it, just move on to the next game. Ah, very, very wise. Now, Eugene, do you think that just doing tactics help with blunders, or is it more like a heat of the battle type thing that, that tactics alone may not help? Uh, tactics definitely help, because a lot of uh, lower le you know, level players, club players, they miss tactics left and right. And if you see really good tactics, like you see tactics quickly, uh, that will definitely avoid a lot of blunders. But also the thought process blunders, you know, based on calculation or you're in the heat of the moment, you're so, you know, excited about a certain idea that you want to make work, and then you forget about something simple in the position, that also is important. So I would say two of those things are important. Yeah, and of course, there's the old bugaboos like backward moves can be harder to see, moves from the whole way across the board. So you definitely just want to practice seeing the whole board and hoping that that helps. But especially when I play Blitz, I am by no means an expert on not blundering, although maybe blundering makes me an expert. I don't know, Eugene. <laughs> uh, so, of course, you're, you're a well-known trainer, Eugene, and put out a lot of great content on your website and I'm sure you work with a lot of students. So I got to ask Eugene, do you have any tales of triumph of students who you've helped blunder less? Definitely a lot. Uh, I would say that, funny enough, most of my students' blunders at this point are not necessarily pure chess blunders. It's more psychological blunders. So these are the kind of blunders where they go from one extreme to the other extreme. Like they say they have a really promising attack, right? and something suddenly changed. They missed the move. But that move doesn't really cause them to lose the game. It just changes the position. But that change in the position really goes kind of against what they were hoping for. And at that point, they kind of lose it all, and they can't keep calm. And emotionally, they're so attached to the attack, they still want to make it work. As a result, blunders happen. 
Yeah, Grandmaster Jonathan Rouston, of course, famously wrote about this idea of trends in Seven Deadly Chess Sins. And when you exactly. have, when you feel like a trend change, it can be easy to overlook something. And that's uh, dredging up some bad memories for me in, uh, <laughs> in, in tournament games. Um, so good stuff, Eugene. So if we take, leave this podcast and we want to say, all right, I want to start blundering less today, what do we do? The first thing is you have to answer a question, why do I blunder? It sounds very simple, but for a lot of players, it's different. A lot of players, it's pure tactics, right? You know, if you do a lot of simple two, three movers, that's going to help you. Uh, basic, you know, skewers, checks, double, double attacks, pins. For others, it's kind of psychological, right? Once you have a clear understanding why you blunder, and you may need help from a coach or a friend, right? Once you have that answered, then how do I fight this you know, how do I solve rather this issue? In that case, you make a plan, right? Whether it's a checklist, whether it's solving more tactics, and then be aware of it, just like trying to work on other areas such as time pressure, etc. You have to make it a priority. In this game, I'm gonna limit my blunders, even if my quality, let's say my planning quality or my long-term strategy is gonna suffer, that's okay. We're gonna uh, work on one thing at a time. Once you go in a tournament and you play entire tournament with almost no blunders, then you are successful. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to try it out, Eugene. I don't know if anyone else has this experience, but I feel like when I play tournaments, I don't blunder all that much because I burn up all my time making sure I don't blunder. Um, but then that leads to time trouble where maybe I do blunder. Um, and of course, when I play Blitz, then these issues come to the fore because I can't uh, burn up all my time. So I think Eugene has a lot of great insights on sort of the, the psychological aspect of blundering. Now, Eugene, you've had some famous trainers like Roman Jindrashvili. Um, did, did and I know you've worked with, I believe, Yusupov. Did, did this topic come up with, with uh, these legends of the game? Not with Roman specifically. And rather than Yusupov, I worked with Kasparov's coach, Dorfman. Um, I think these guys are more... Uh, specialized coaches, so to say, they don't really work on such things as blunders. But because I went through a lot of, you know, Soviet school of chess, if you if you will, all those guys in the past when I was a kid, we had to sit on our hands, literally sit on our hands so that we don't make a stupid blunder. I remember that. <laughs> okay, well, we're almost out of time. There you have it. Even the Soviets blundered. Eugene, thank you for the insights. And we are done. Eugene, thank you. This has been super helpful. I am looking forward to fewer blunders in my future. Thank you, Ben. I really appreciate being on your new show. And definitely, guys, check out my website, chessopeningsexplained.com, if you want to learn more cool opening ideas. So listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did, especially when it comes to speed chess. I'm constantly working on trying to blunder less, and it is a, an ongoing struggle, but I feel like I have some, some new takeaways to take home and work on. So here are my three takeaways from Grandmaster Perlstein. Number one, everyone blunders. Now, of course, I knew that anyway. I've seen Magnus Carlsen blunder. I've seen uh, Bobby Fischer, Bishop takes H2 against Baskey in the World Championship. Of course, there's lots of famous blunders throughout history, but still, it's good to constantly reassure yourself that you're not alone if you feel like you have this beautiful painting and then boom, you spill paint all over it and it's ruined. You just gotta get back on the horse and, and get back at it. Number two, 
Um, the goal with blunders, I think, should be mitigation, not prevention. Let's face it. If every grandmaster has an occasional blunder, then us mortals are going to blunder too. So have reasonable expectations, but do the things that Eugene said to limit them. Try to be conscious of looking for checks, captures, and tax. Be conscious of looking at the whole chessboard. And from there, hopefully your blunders will lessen. Number three is focus on the why. Don't just beat yourself up for, oh, I blundered. You have to think about why did this happen? What was the reason that caused this blunder? Did I overlook a certain type of tactic? Was I all, all uh, excited because I thought the game was in the bag? What was the psychological factor that contributed to the blunder? And especially in slower games, that awareness, I think, can be the key. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I'm excited to, to try some of these ideas out. And I hope you like the show. We will catch you next time. Thank you.